To Flyover Territory podcast, as always, co-host Woody, and with me as always, co-host Dave. Dave, how we doing? Woody, uh, March thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. We are doing well. We've enjoyed a little bit of that spring weather that we talked about in the most recent episode. So we're doing good over here on on this side of the screen. Yeah, it's a uh, a much well, was brighter. We are recording this at like nine thirty six at night, but I mean, during the day, sun sun was out, weather was warm. I think I went out in shorts today in a t shirt and felt just a little chilly. It was it was maybe a slight overreach on my, but not enough to meet regret it. But uh, yeah, it's 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 much better than it was four weeks ago for sure. I, I mean, that's you just have to do that. I feel like that is an obligatory kind of rite of passage this time of the year is to put the t-shirt, put the shorts on. And then I, I, I myself am a big fan of the sweater uh, approach with shorts. So this, this is a good time of the year. This is very true. I, uh, I was walk I was walking the dog and I was in shorts and just like a windbreaker jacket. Yeah. And yep. again, not that like I have any resemblance to this, but had a little bit of a feeling of like, this what this is what it feels like again emerging out of this like four and a half month because it's been a little bit milder of a winter here in Minnesota but like emerging out of this just like brutal time like time of like the year and like I felt like how I would imagine someone like a like a Leo Messi walking out of the tunnel at the, the new camp in like his like you know game shorts but then also has like the warm-up jacket on and stuff like this is you know that's probably how it feels just like more metaphorically though of, like we're walking out of the tunnel of this brutal winter into like game time slash really just the start of spring and the start of summer i think there's a lot uh uh more applicable manchester uh comparisons that could be made as i was watching i think it was leeds playing chelsea this morning and half of the first half was just downpour miserable like winterish kind of weather and then the bright sun was out and uh leeds united's coach as he was squatting there started taking off his his jackup parket uh parka uh and it just reminds me every once in a while that it has to just be absolutely miserable to play in england from december until now which makes me feel a little bit better about being a Minnesotan, especially with trying to play baseball. And what do you, we got 19 days until home opener, which what's uh, my math is a little rusty, but we're, we're looking at just over two weeks, just over two weeks until, well, two, almost three weeks uh, until baseball's back with a, you had looked it up. It's Twins Brewers, right? Opening series, a Thursday afternoon game. Nothing, nothing, just screams the start of a of a major league baseball season like a opening day, one ten, like local time, first pitch of an interleague baseball game. Um, like I don't know, I, I'm sure it's happened, but like just how like you you think back to even like 15 years ago, how taboo it felt for like interleague. You still had those like super like crusty old timers that are like. The American League should only play the American League, and the National League should only play the National League, and we shouldn't have to figure out why one team gets to use a DH and not, like all this stuff. And now it's just like, screw it, first game, Brewers Twins, NLAO, who cares? Play Thursday, and guess what? We're not going to have you play Friday. In fact, we're going to slow walk this bastard, and you're going to play like four games the first week and a half. But <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, we'll uh, we'll we'll dive into our thoughts of a one week later kind of uh, SpongeBob inter. Uh, uh transition into 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 uh twins talk here at the end but uh as we mentioned last week on the on the uh pod kind of a a new approach to officially now episode two of season three 
<laughs> um, kicking off of this uh, this new season of. We'll change the show, and I think we're gonna because last week we had planned on doing the split, um, and as all good plans go, um, it did not go according to plan. So more card heavy this week, and then we'll try to balance it out as we go forward a little bit more. But um, kind of picking up where we left off or teased a little bit last time. Um, kind of defining ourselves in the hobby a little bit and kind of figuring out what what we kind of twofold kind of how what we want to do but also like hobby dictates also a lot of that too of how is the hobby looking for us of it'd be great to go and say here's who I want to be and jump in but sometimes the hobby doesn't let you kind of like 30 minutes ago when we found out Erling Hollands are going yeah. through the <laughs> effing roof <laughs> but uh i kind of yeah let's let's uh, you know let you start off on on this stuff here dave and kind of figuring out where uh, where are you at with uh with everything with the hobby these days i i spent like right after we had talked about it on the last pot on the fourth uh you had said you know the great thing about this particular hobby I, and let's call it trading cards slash collectibles i think you and i really are in on the on the physical trading cards and open to let's just say less uh fungible tangible uh aspects to collecting um and you you had you had posed it saying like it's it's something that you get to self-determination you get to kind of do what you want to do in this space and for me I, i've been thinking about that this whole week and i have to be honest woody i still am figuring it out like i i I, and I'm trying to give myself a lot of space to be like, make some mistakes, learn and grow and kind of determine and feel out where I want to be. Because I, I honestly think there's so many different ways you can go about this. And there's so much product out there that it, it's tough for me to say like, I'm this or I'm that. And I, I like that. It gives me some gray space. I can play around with that. I can make mistakes. I can buy dumb things. I can I can kind of goof around it. And I guess that's that in itself is a little bit of a reflection of where I'm at. I'm still new to this relatively, even though cards have been part of like I've had cards travel with me from every single house I've lived in over the last, you know, since graduating college. Uh, there's always been a couple binders and now I've got all of them under one roof and they're growing and growing and growing in number because that's what I've been up to. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting back into it. I'm feeling things out, but outside of like, honestly, figuring it out, I'm at this point where I'm, I'm intrigued by the kind of the idea that you can make some money off of this, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that that might not be ultimately what would bring me the most joy and satisfaction. So I feel like I've got like this set building aspect to my approach, which in, in kind of like how I define that is like, I want to put together entire sets. I kind of want to have collections just sitting around for no other purpose to say than Yeah. I've got the entire 2021 top series one and two in a closet that uh, my partner has to deal with uh, <laughs> or my kids will have to deal with at some point in time. Um, so yeah, that it's it's I'm still figuring it out. I'm figuring out which which cards I like, which products, and like over the course of a year, like you and I have seen this, like all of a sudden I'll find myself buying NFL mosaic panini product because I'm like, these are freaking cool. And you and I opened up a box and hit like a Joe Burrow, and I was like, this is just kind of fun to do. So I, I think I'm I'm still figuring it out. I'm just having a lot of fun with it, and I'm trying to remind myself that that's okay as long as I'm okay with kind of spending money on this and I'm trying to chip away back at that. So I'm learning this other side of it is kind of the, how do you sell some of this stuff? How do you move some of this stuff? And, and that's honestly like another part of like I'm having a ton of fun with. So I, I think in a, in a larger kind of trying to trying to encapsulate it, I am just somebody who is happy to be here and trying to live with the mistakes I'm making and trying to find that Polaris, like that North star to be like, Nope, I'm just collecting these. Nothing else is going to get in my way because I wish I could get to that point, but all of a sudden I'll probably find myself buying a bunch of 2021 tops heritage when I find it at the shelves and targets. So, so I think, and I think that's very different from your approach, which, which I always kind of like 
I, I glean a lot off of you and we've seen this over the last couple of weeks, especially. So how, how would, do you have a good way of defining yourself? Yeah, I think that, that, no, you make a lot of good points there where I think the thing I'd add to yours, not like as a, like a thing, just kind of like a kind of add on thing is how I see it too, where, um, you know, like things have changed drastically in the last, you know, six, 12, 18 month increments, right? So it feels like every six months we've had this like seismic shift in how the market's gone, how buying and access to cards has gone specifically with retail, um, you know, the price increases on the hobby stuff. We, we've shared this many times. And I think it's something we're going to talk about a little bit later with some of the, you know, the premier league prism hobby box stuff where it's like, you know, we just bought a box, uh, to kind of preview it, uh, for, I think double what all four of our hobby boxes cost us to buy last time yep. around. And so with, with that stuff, it just creates this weird, you have to like, for me, at least how I you know approach it is, you know, I, there's a part of each day you kind of have to like it's almost like reading the newspaper right it's, it's you kind of have to read it every day yes. you can't just like pick and choose when you want to jump in uh because there's so many different things are happening um and you could i guess that is a way to do it i just think there's so many times where um there's spots that could have been had um a great example is again with with uh early holland where just didn't want to make the move. I wasn't super researched on it. Like yep. uh, an, uh, an auction on eBay was winding down, and I was just kind of dipping my toe in the water of, a, hey, maybe I want to get into the the Holland market. Oh. oh, man, that seems really expensive. I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money on that, even though it's a cool card. And then 30 days later, it's worth four times as much, and I'm really kicking myself to not have it. So, I, you know, for me, it's just oh. more – it gives me something to do every day, and that's kind of how I look at it, and whether that's having a couple different options where it's maybe trying – you know, dipping my toe into like the flipping kind of thing and uh, some prospecting and kind of long-term stuff, but also too, just trying to find cards of players that I really like. That's still something I like doing of yeah. getting players. I really like for different reasons. And then trying to get those guys, I'm less kind of set collecting building, but uh, more of like, Hey, I really like Williams Ostadio. So I'm going to spend probably 125% of market <laughs> value on acquiring Williams Ostadio cards. Cause I think it's cool and I think it's fun, but um, but yeah, then there's the other stuff too, that, like I said, the flipping and the other stuff. And I, I think you're so spot on in term, in terms of like something that needs to be paid attention to And it. It's, it's this great intersection, I think for you and I, and while, while we're saying we're still figuring it out, we're still learning things and we're making mistakes. We're also with this podcast and this conversation, and this is really something we're trying to do with this third season here of this podcast is like, we're here to, if the audience out there, we interact. And I, I feel we do this. I do this at work. I've talked to a couple colleagues about this. I've talked to friends about this whole thing. We've got family that's doing this in a whole different way than we are. And we're just kind of like sharing lessons learned. So flyover territory here, while we're kind of saying we're still figuring it out, we also have learned a lot along the way. And we are plugged in to the extent that we are to kind of what's going on. And, and I think we, we have some insights and we hope that this is a way that we can share them. Uh, and our shameless plug for the top of the program here will be Flyover Territory podcast Twitter handle. So if you are out there, you're listening, you want to interact with us, this is our first, I think, Woody, this is like our first, I think, on air uh, saying that we have ways that audience members can interact with us. So find us on Twitter. We are at podcast, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, capital F-L-Y-O-V-E-R, at podcast flyover. So, I, I mean, when you're saying like you need to stay in touch or we, we stay in touch daily with what's going on. I mean, I'm, I'm checking Twitter. I've got cards up for sale on eBay. I'm figuring out what works, what doesn't work. And I think through all of that, we are learning a ton. And I guess one of the things I want to share what I know with you, with our friends that we're interacting with, but also if there's other people out there, it's just one of those, this moment that I have, we can define ourselves in this space. And I want to define myself as kind of like a, here's this thing. Let's, let's make it open. Let's make it accessible. Yes. We're still going to try to snipe some Erling Holland deals if we can get ahead of them, because that's the joy of this damn thing. Like we're all trying to find that 
that little edge. Uh, but I think there's a lot of like things that we've learned that we can share on this podcast together that I, I'm, I want to share out wider. And that's what I'm kind of excited about this new direction with the podcast. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, exactly. Just kind of, like you said, first time acknowledging that there's a, uh, some so, sort of communication, social media element to it. And as <laughs> hopefully this grows, that can grow too and, and, and start to kind of, um, have different, different avenues to kind of show where we're at and what we're doing. Because again, it's, you know, who knows? I think that's that everyone, I think the cool thing that I find of the people that are maybe bigger now that I, I kind of follow or listen to, or whether it's podcasts or like social media stuff is it's the ones that started doing it because they enjoyed the hobby. The ones that get, like, jumped in because it's like, man, look at how much money you can make on like flipping sports cards right now. Those people, you're, they have cool moment stories of like, look, I bought 10 Luca T- PSA, you know, tens for 50 bucks each. And now I'm flipping them for a thousand bucks each. How sweet is that? It's like, yeah, that's cool, but I'm gonna keep scrolling. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't need to see that kind of thing. Uh, but like the, yeah, the, uh, the, the things I like is like the people that are true collectors of it. Like, look what I've done over time, and I keep finding these deals and different things like that because I think that's part of it. I don't know if that's here to stay or not, but I feel like it is. A lot of it is gonna come down to you have to kind of stay you know, really on top of things and really in the know, because if you want good value on really anybody these days, you have to buy it at the right times and the right times for each player is specific to kind of him and his own, you know, sports career. So, uh, kind of doing it that way and, and finding guys like, Hey, I did this two weeks ago and now look at where it's going now. And again, they're not doing it because money is there, although they might sell and make money and good for them. I'm not, you know, you know, saying you can't do that, but they're really in it and they're here because they put years of time into just like doing what we do, just going to you know, our local you know card shops or to shows or, you know, conventions, just sifting through cards, making deals, you know, doing all this stuff when it wasn't talked about, when it wasn't super popular. And now they're, you know, a lot of it is luck and timing, but like kind of, you know, being able to like reap the benefits of that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of something that where, we don't have necessarily maybe the inventory that they had and weren't maybe like doing it that way five years, 10 years ago looking for this moment. But I think we've been kind of following it the same way. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to learn where it'd be great to like know, hey, I don't, you know, sell on eBay that much, but I have these cards and I know I can sell them for these price, boom, whatever. And then we both know that's not really how it goes. You kind of have to kind of figure it out. And it's one of those things of you can go and eBay has, I believe, the last 90 days of sales for everything item specific wise. And you can go see all the data and use a couple of different websites and find that. But uh, it's it's one of these weird parts of it that I, I enjoy, again, yeah. it's the finding good deals on the buying end and then also be able to sell at the right times and get the best deal selling wise of you kind of just have to do it. There is no like, oh, I can watch it. And, um, oh, I you know, if I would have did it four months ago or th- you know, four weeks ago or whatever, I would have got this for it. So you can, you have, we all have the same data. We have all the same info and access to it. And until you're really doing it, you don't really get it. And I think that's that part, that learning part for me of, I, you know, take the, you know, the different stuff that we packed out of the, the prism stuff where it's like the Mason Greenwood where yeah. we missed. And again, this is a learning thing and I don't think it's a, you know, a bad thing, but we missed selling the first Mason Greenwood <laughs> Premier League prism base card, which would, you know, I think it went for three forty nine. Yeah. And we sold like the fourth one that goes for one twenty nine, and, and then the I, tenth one went for like sixty nine. So it's and like I sold the two hundred and thirty second <laughs> for forty five dollars yesterday or today. And, and this is, I think, this is an important distinction. Is you know, I I also will I'm gonna hold up just for Woody to see is a Mike Yaskramski two thousand twenty one top series one number twenty twenty seven or two hundred twenty seven base card. I also just fucking love this. I, I like cards. And I think that's that's one thing we need to highlight here too, is like this card has zero value. It, it, it has nothing. It is paper, but on it, it encapsulates so much of what we've talked about in our previous podcasts, you know, like all things twins in baseball. It's, it's something we like. It's a shared interest. There's just so many different ways to tackle it. And at the end, there's also an appreciation for just like little pieces of cardboard with a picture of a dude who we have no connection to and a bunch of stats on the back. I have always loved these. I, I love them even more now. And I, there's just kind of an appreciation. I think it's a fun 
hobby and I want to help kind of keep it a fun hobby and help, you know, I, you and I are helping each other find different ways to engage with it and have a lot of fun with it. Spend money that, you know, we're, we're, we're spending money on this and whether we make that money back or not, I think we're at a good point where we kind of like understand we might not be and, and we're continually learning those lessons. But at the end of the day, it's like this stuff we enjoy. So why not share with folks something that we enjoy? Yeah, no, that's a good point. And like the, I always see it as I'm not really investing, like you said, to like make money back or break even or to make a profit. I feel like it's more like investing so that the time I'm also investing along with yes. the dollars, Yes. that that part of it <clears throat> is like well spent. Like, again, you're, I, I don't expect to get that time reimbursed in a way that I feel is, you know, profitable, but I do want to like put this time in and find some level of return on maybe like enjoyment instead of maybe yes. return on investment. Yep. And that's the big thing where it's like so many of these people I feel like are going to get just burnt out and really maybe potentially ruin it for a lot of other people that are trying to figure out kind of where we're at too, of figuring out where they're at with this because they're all about, hey, hot moment, let's flip this stuff, let's do this, we're only buying these things or whatever. And there's you, so many different products out there that just like are getting left behind because of that. Woody, you need to be able to find in this whole thing the beauty in William's Astadio. You need to be able to like pause and be like, yes, I spent $25 on a gold chrome Astadio uh, refractor. You know what? It's awesome. It, it has... $2 actual value, but for me, this has value. And I, I think this is a great like chance just to also give you a chance. So outside of Williams Astadio, what do you like just to let people know what's in your personal collection? You'll always hear people talking about PC, their personal collection. So what in that metaphorical soon to be display case and wherever you end up in like the Woody zone when we're podcasting in person. When I look up above you and back behind you, there's a display case. What's in that display case in this beautiful COVID free future that we're dreaming about? Oh man. It's for me, like just the, the interest has always been like the fan favorites, right? Those kind of players on any team, every team has them, right? It's, it, it it's not really other than maybe individual sports. Like it's never like a, like, no team, regardless of sport, doesn't have a fan favorite or multiple fan favorites. That's really what I'm usually after. So, like, the Asta deals to me, that's kind of why we mentioned that, of, you know, La Tortuga, uh, just, like, having that, like, element of it all where it's just a fun player who has, like, weird gimmicky things, um, like a pudgy 5'9 catcher that can also play second base and left field shouldn't exist, yet he exists. And it's just cool to be able to collect that and to be able to see that. Um, other things where it's, like, you think of guys like Max Kepler, who's this German-born player who should probably be playing like as like a center back for Bayern Munich right now, but instead <laughs> plays right field for the Minnesota Twins and is maybe our best player. Um, like so, yeah, I have a Max. I think I have a Max Kepler rookie auto. Um, I think it's blue out of one fifty. I think it's just really cool, and I found it at some random record shop, right? Where it's like, it, it's it's kind of like where for me it's fan favorites of guys and stories behind them of how did I like come into to getting to finding those players yes. and um I think there's a lot of obviously being a Manchester United fan looking for Manchester United stuff of between just norm you know just they're good players but also fan favorite stuff where I still feel like while soccer's on the rise in this country it's still not talked about in a way where it gets the same coverage or the everydayness of like sports fans in specifically here in America where it's like they just don't care as much, but it's getting it's it's increasing. You know, ten years ago for sure you're just made fun of if you brought up that you watch soccer on Saturday mornings. Now it's like, oh, that's cool. Like it's yeah. becoming more accepted. So I feel like that's only gonna be, you know, while more fun because when there's more people in it, I also feel like that's also when it's more fun because there's more people to in, engage with and interact with, but also makes it harder to acquire certain things. But um yeah, you know, and we've talked about this too of like, you know, there's out of the big, let's call it the big, you know, five sports, you know, hockey for for both of us is pretty much out. Um, you know, we, we get the interest in hockey too, but, you know, for me, it's mostly baseball, soccer. Um, and then I'll dabble in, again, fun basketball players. That's always something that I've always liked. Um, Holy shit, I got to find a Fred. I got to find a Fred Hoiberg. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fred, stuff like, yeah, Freddie Hoiberg's, um, I think, like, 
you know, we had, we had joked around about making an Instagram page of like the, uh, the most worthless personal or, you know, personal collection of all time. And just finding like fun cards like that. I think you were talking about your two, uh, Tommy was sort of, uh, tops <laughs> Tiffany cards that have been graded as PSA eights, stuff like that, where it's like, Hey, to get this stuff. Yeah. Are you paying more? Like the, like the Tommy was is gotta be worth what a dollar 50 in real value. But like ten bucks is ten bucks. Like it goes both ways, right? Of like a lot of money to be paying for a Tommy Lasorda, but at the end of the day, you're not gonna like, man, I wish I had that ten bucks six years down the road. So it to have to be able to physically own it and have yeah. it, and we'll kind of talk maybe a little how that works with some of the NFT stuff and Top Shot stuff a little bit later on. But um, just to be able to again, what, what's the what's the story behind it, and what's yeah. the like enjoyment value for you personally and for me it's always again gonna be the fan favorite stuff but also some of that stuff that's just kind of a little bit out there but i can you know enjoy having yeah yeah i while you were talking about that Woody, i just pulled up the andrew mccutcheon 2020 tops baseball uh series two short print where he's walking around the dugout with that classic like throwback phillies uniform with yeah, yeah, like yeah. it unbutton it's unzipped unzipped to like just below this like halfway down his chest and it's like to me like i would this uh a couple of cards up bidding wise uh one's up to 60 bucks right now i'm looking at and i'm like that's something that i would love to like have on display somewhere and for me that's where this big pile of cards sitting to my right i want to get this down to that display case like i'll have a couple binders me personally, the set, set building I had mentioned, I, I want to get 1991, 1990, 89, 88, 87, and just start going back as far as I can with Pops complete sets. And that that's like my side project to like modern cards is I, I just want to set build and have a display case with all of those cards in binders. Outside of that, in my display case, I've got weird cards like the McCutcheon here, but just like you, favorite twins favorite like cards from my youth like i've got a handful of griffey cards that i'm, I'm never going to sell i'm always going to hang out of the 89 griffey upper deck or uh, not upper deck i do not have the 89 griffey upper deck uh but i have the donris i have um the tops traded or the tops gold cup griffey then these are just like they're cards that are iconic to me because i've had them this whole time but i also now have you and I sent some cards into PSA the other day. I'll hopefully get that back in a year of uh, DCL, Everton's striker, who scored the lone goal in a loss against Burnley today. I, I have his uh, green prism refractor, which is actually has some value, but I, I'm going to have that PSA in a nice slab. I would love to display that because it's like, this is my favorite player. Here's a card of his... Yes, I have baseball cards and soccer cards on my wall. I will not have any other football cards outside of the Jerry Rice that I sent in to get PSA because I just love that card so much. But yeah, I, I, for me, I always keep coming back to like, I want something to display. That's what I want to get to uh, and, and hang on to a bunch of Twins cards along the way. And now my, my personal collection binder is Twins and Everton players. Uh, and that's that's the way I want to keep it. But damn that binder is almost on to two right now so yeah it's it's very easy and i think that's the difference too of like the you know the flippers are like the business side of people that are business minded side of the hobby versus the collection where it's just like for i think it's very easy if you're new to this or you're trying to learn more about it to like look at the two different things of like the here's the guy that's probably more like us. It just has cards everywhere, boxes everywhere. We have no idea what's in them. We think we kind of have some sort of organizational structure to it. We don't. Like it's nope. just stuff nope. everywhere. No. Nope. And and it's just and that's the whole point. Is like it's a we were talking about this. I had to clean my desk out and it's like uh or clean it up rather. And it's like I just had cards, you know, stacks of cards everywhere. And it's just like, oh, it was always for months. I'll get to it eventually. And then it just ended up being just kidding. I'm just gonna throw them in a box to to get them off the table for the time being. Uh, versus the other team, where you know the, the more business-minded people, where it's very specific things they're going for, and they're not going to have a bunch of it junk wax is probably what they'd call it, uh, where they're just like, we don't care about it. I could throw this away for all I care. The collectors, and that's something that I think both of us relate to a lot more. Is we think it's cool when you just have 
what many would consider valueless cards, but you just have tons of them. Yep. That is so cool. It's like, yeah, and every once in a while, you pull a Gypsy Queen green parallel <laughs> of Randy Rosarena out of there because you forgot about it. And it's like, that's cool to us, where it's like, yeah. man, look yep. what I had. I didn't have to go buy a rookie, uh, Topps Chrome rookie of a Rosarena. I already had one. Because, again, I just buy whatever I can see and just think it's so cool opening stuff and just having it. And then every once in a while, you get rewarded. And I think you just hit on, like, the other big thing that I failed to mention earlier, Woody, is I just love opening this stuff up. My brother and I have talked about this. There's nothing better than opening up a pack. It's, it's, it's awesome. It is a bit degenerate in terms of, like, hoping that you'll see that gold foils shimmering out from inside. And it's not going to happen, by the way. Uh, Very Willy Wonka, yeah. (laughs) uh, But like, that's the other part. Like, I want to sit and if I roll into a target, I'm willing to spend five bucks on the fat pack right there. Like, it it just it. I like that, and 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 I'm trying to. I think a lot of this is justification, right? Like, it's okay that I spend five bucks on that because I actually like the baseless, valueless stuff that's in there. I just my off of that in kind of like advice for folks out there if if you're wanting to like get into this if you if you've been to it in the past is just you gotta like find some comfort with the detritus of this like again we woody and i have cards all over in front of us in our space and and you got to be kind of comfortable with that or at least have like an approach like put them in that shoebox get them in the closet somewhere that's fine just be ready for that because that's kind of part and parcel to this for me, it's always worth it because that opening of a pack is, it's it's the best. Just so much fun. Yeah. I call it like, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that call it something different, but it's like buying lottery tickets for those that don't really buy them that much, where two bucks to get a chance at one in like 476 million, right? So it's like just something that never happens. That's not really the point. Like, I think for me, it's like a therapeutical, uh, therapeutic exercise to, for $2, Say you buy it 24 hours before the, 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 the numbers get called, right? For for $2 and for 24 hours, you get to sit there and think, what if? You get to think, what if I won? I would do all these. And you get to go through that mentally. Like, this is what I would do. This is the first thing I would do. This is what I'd buy. This is what I'd pay off. You know, all these different things. Like, for $2, you get to, like, just live in pure enjoyment. Now, like, I don't know if it's worse for you that it all comes crashing down as soon as you find out that the first three balls are nowhere close to your numbers but again it's just like you know if you count mega millions and powerball you get four days out of the week where you really just get a thing man what if this is you know the thing and for me at the you know you mentioned it packs like i have right now a hobby box of 2020 2021 premier league prism like sitting there and I know it's a good investment. I know I'm just supposed to sit on it. And I, I did this intentionally to try this exercise out. Yep. But f- the enjoyment of that 20 to 25 minutes of just opening those packs and the what if stuff, but also just the finding cool stuff and just feeling that first feeling of like, I'm the first person other than whoever, it's probably machines now, but like whoever put the cards in the pack and seal it to touch these physical cards. And again, that chance of getting either that player you really loved in a cool parallel or even even the base a lot of times too just does yeah. it for you. Yeah. But also to hit that monster, it's just it's just a great feeling. As I hold up the fireworks, <laughs> Billy Sharp that would be pulled uh several weeks earlier. And and that I love that analogy of like the lottery. Like you've got two days to figure out if your investment paid off. With cards, not so much, Woody. You put that box of twenty uh two thousand four tops away, you forget about it completely. You're cleaning out your closet in 2020. You sift through that as a 30-year-old male, just kind of like sifting through their childhood. This is a story about me, by the way. And you find that Yadia Molina uh, rookie card in very good shape. And you're like, holy crap, this has been sitting here for 20 years. I'm going to put this on eBay. And it's going to be $65 at the end of the day, which it, that that's a true story of like, I'm going to hold up my selling my 2004 Chrome or Bowman base and tops base Yadier Molina cards as like justification for keeping boxes and boxes and boxes of cards around. Cause it's just like, that's, that's what I like to do. I like to like sift back through this and like touch base back with this. So there's like a continued enjoyment to cards as well. Now that's, that's a very rare example because for the most part, you're going to have a bunch of freaking 
Brandon Woodruff, you know, base cards or John Jaha, who I got a little deeper to you Brewer fans out there. Oh man. No, yeah, exactly. Another, another valid point there where it's just like the, like the sifting through and every year things slightly shift and yeah. change. If you would have did this six years ago with the Yachty Molinas, who knows? Like, Again, $35, $36, $65 in the grand scheme of things. Is that a lot of money? Nah, not really, right? But it's enough to be like, man, I'm I'm thankful that I held on to this card that yeah. I would have valued at $5 maybe, and I still probably wouldn't have because I have no collection to, to Yachty or no connection to Yachty Molina. Yep. But someone out there does. Yep. And, and, again, it's the, yes, I'm making money. Yes, this is nice. And, oh, look at this. I kept it for 15 years and whatever. But it's also knowing that somebody else on the other end and maybe these days it's more business-minded people and that's less kind of, you know, but back in the day and in, in still now to a, a large extent is on the other end is somebody who, man, I would have paid a hundred bucks for this Yanni Molina. I got it for 65. He's my favorite player. He's a first ballot hall of famer. I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. Yep. And it's like, you know, that both ends of the transaction are getting something out of it. And I think yeah. that's just like something yeah. that you can't find in a lot of places. And, and I think, like this is important for us to, I think we should check ourselves on this as we go through the kind of this reconnection with this hobby is like keeping that in mind, because I think it, there are some, you've mentioned this a couple of times. There's a lot of people out there, like they're not concerned about that whatsoever. And they might think this is kind of sappy or like we are lesser for kind of keeping that. But I, for me, it's really important to hang on to that. So I, I, I would challenge us to kind of like keep that in mind. And, and that's, I, I, I really appreciate that kind of point. And I think that's, that's what makes this fun. And it's, it's something that makes this unique too, to an extent. For sure. For sure. Um, I think <clears throat> this is a decent place to transition to into kind of the 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 other thing that's emerged i guess it's been around for a couple years but for us really in the last probably six weeks um and that's the nf the nft side of it where we've talked about so much of you know we've mentioned the word like the like physical having the physical car the having something tangible that you can touch and hold and how that relates to like our relationship with the hobby and collecting you know trading cards and sports cards and things like that but now with you know top shot we both have dabbled in this thing called so rare um, that again, because that's soccer based, doesn't have as much over here to like, you know, relate to yet, but you know, who knows in, in the future, but you know, top shot and you know, anybody that's, you know, either listening or, 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 you know, you probably, if you're listening to this, you probably have heard of the top shot stuff going through and having kind of, again, that really the same interaction relationship with a top shot moment other than it's digital. <laughs> and I guess kind of ask you for that kind of where you're at with all of this of yeah how is how have your like your you know relationship with like top shot gone where again it's a digital thing you can't touch it and does it does that matter yes uh to me and this is i'm not meaning to say like yes it matters and top shot is irrelevant because i can't hold on to a physical copy I, I, I i like it i also like it because at present my dapper balance so for those of you who might not be aware, uh, Top Shot, NBA Top Shots is like the collections of moments, but your your transactions are run through a third party, which is this dapper company, which is Canadian based, correct, Woody? Uh, something like that. It's it's like, you know, you have to leave NBA Top Shots, process your money through dapper, and then you receive your moments or your pack, something like that. So I have $700 sitting in my Dapper wallet, which makes me be like, NBA Top Shots is sweet because I've put in $28 into this whole like thing. So yeah, great return on investment there. Um, and and it's, so it's tough for me to kind of like divorce those two because I, that in that case, I'm like, sweet, NBA Top Shots has been very, very good to me because I've actually been able to open up packs, whereas... Woody, <laughs> not, not the same experience as we've both tried. Uh, it might as well just be retail uh, <laughs> mega boxes and blaster boxes which, for me. Which yeah. sadly has also been like the case here. <laughs> uh, so uh, on the, on the, I can't hold it. I, I every once in a while will find myself just like pulling up my top top and be like, 
oh, I'll watch my Boban moment here for a second. But outside of that, it really doesn't do the same thing for me. And that might also be NBA related. Like if this was baseball, I, I might be more inclined. If this was soccer, I might be a lot more inclined. Uh, it, and, I'll, and I use the example, I'm on Topps Bunt quite a bit, which is Topps's uh, digital trading card platform, which I, I spend a lot of time on more than I should. And I actually have like, uh, there's, there's certain things on that that I'm not willing to trade with others in order to get things that I like. Because I'm like, I, I spent a lot of time on this. Like I built this collection. I'm not going to trade that with you. Uh, so that might be a little part of it too. So in general, like I'm, I'm very pro top shot just to like see where this ride goes. And if this is the future, I don't want to miss out on it. I'm not poo-pooing it, but I, it's, it doesn't have the same cachet that physical cards do for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, and I think that's where a lot of people are in. Uh, that, that's kind of the, the, the sense I get with it is a lot of people are in, in involved with it from that standpoint of, I, I get it and don't get it at the same time is kind of that first part. I'm willing because, again, like you said, $28, and you're seeing stores exactly like you. Have, and now my Dapper Bucks account has $700 in it. And yeah. um, I'm while I'm confused at how I get that money out of my Dapper account, it's there. <laughs> um, it's, it's, and everyone's, yeah. yeah, but everyone's like, I'm not worried about it because, it's like, well, if I lose $28, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, and then it's kind of just this – it's also because it's – I don't know if they're out of the beta yet now, officially. I don't think so. Um, but because it's so early, people feel like, again, we have so many stories of Google, Apple, Starbucks, just different stuff of like, I got into Google in 1996 or whatever, right? And now look at me or Amazon or whatever, right? And people are willing to, and we're seeing now with the internet kind of maturing into what it probably is going to be, you know, for modern society of in real time we can all see this stuff happen and so everyone jumps in and and kind of yeah again it's like hey i don't really care about the nba that much i like sports i understand basketball um but don't really get why i would want to own a highlight that i can watch on youtube or whatever especially if it's like a Jarrett culver week (laughs) two hand dunk (laughs) i i I love that because i i tried explaining like this whole phenomenon to colleagues and and i work for my field is mostly populated by people that refer to sports as sports ball in general. And like this, yeah, yeah. this wonderful derisive term, which I really appreciate because they're all kind of like, why does that matter at all? And this, this great perspective balance, but I'm like, it doesn't matter at all, but it also, I've allowed it to define a great part of my personality. So it, it does matter to me. So that should give it some value. Anyway, I, I like tried explaining it to a colleague and she was like, she did the exact same thing. She's like, so couldn't I just go on YouTube and watch Luka Doncic hit a three-point shot? I'm like, absolutely. You could watch this exact moment and have like a much better understanding of the context. You could probably watch the whole condensed game, but you can't own it. And she's like, this makes no sense <laughs> whatsoever. And then I was like, and it's valued at $200. So there's that as well, which I just – I. I also love it for just the, just kind of the sheer, like it's, it's baffling. It, it doesn't make any sense right now. And we're going to see if it, if it holds up and I, I'm rooting for it because it's just like, this is, this is not a bad thing. Like I'm certain there might be actors out there that are profiting off of this and dapper and uh, NBA top shots are very on top of that and trying to like circumvent that better. So than tops and Panini, the big card producers who, are all four bots gobbling up everything that they have because they just want to get product out, which is also fine. I get it. But this, this seems to be kind of like a community driven thing. They want to get packs in people's hands. They want to get moments in Woody's hands and Woody has a pack. He's patiently sitting on that He's going to be opening up later tonight. Uh, it, but it's also just like, it's, it's such a, like for me, we're just going to see where this goes. Like I've got very low risk, very low risk. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm cheering for it. I think it's ultimately where I come down and not, not because I have like a vested interest in this outside of my measly 700 bucks, 
which I would turn around and plow into actual sports cards. So, you know, <laughs> that, that's, that's my full hand, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling for it. No, I think, yeah, I think that's the other thing too, where it's like, it doesn't cost you anything or really like it's, there's no negative for, you know, you, me, anybody, whether they're involved in top shot or not to want it to be successful. And to think this is a cool new thing that like is in a different kind of world in terms of like digital only. And it's like the first real stab at this, right? It's the first real man, we're going to go for it. And we're not just going to go for it. And then when like we get feedback that people don't really get it, that we're going to stop or pull it back. It's, we're going to be like, no, we're going to be the 2020 NFL season. Don't care. We're putting our heads down and it's going full throttle forward. We're not stopping it. We'll make adjustments if need be. Um, I think there's a couple things that I've kind of picked apart from it where it's really, really interesting to me, not because of Top Shot, but because of what it's going to lead to in Top Shot, we will be a part of that. One being the world is seemingly becoming more digital at faster rates and like a more like expanded thought of it than we thought it would be in 2020 or 2021 even, right? Yes. We thought we'd have driving, you know, flying cars 50 years ago at this point. There's a lot of things like that. But, like, I think now we're seeing, hey, actually, that wasn't the right way to think about it. It's actually we're going to be owning certain things digitally only because we're so heavily involved in a digital world societally. Um, I think that only helps it. Two, yes, you can watch Luka Doncic hit the same three-pointer that you can buy the Top Shot moment of until the NBA pulls all those off YouTube. Like that's the other thing everyone talks about. Like they're only there because the NBA is cool with having them there. As soon as they don't want them there, they're gone. And hey, now it's example, hey, you have to go to Major League Shop. Baseball. <laughs> Bingo. Which, to be fair, they did it way too soon. Did not have Top Shot set up, and nobody likes baseball right now. So like, didn't really work. But and then three, like if you hear some of this, like the not leaks, but like futuristic thinking that they're talking about. And a lot of that has to do with like technology over top shot, right? It's, it's less about top shot. It's more about technology. This is where it's going. Top shot will be brought along with it. Um, I don't know what the, it's called, but if you think of your phone, think of it very much like star Wars, like they're communicating with like, uh, you know, Emperor Palpatine and he pops up as like a little <laughs> mini hologram. That's yeah. like a, that's a technology that exists. Yeah. It's way, it's not consumer, you know, cost friendly yet. So they can't do it. But, like, think if you're, like, hanging out with your buddies and you're like, yo, I just opened a pack. Check out my Top Shot moment I got. You pull out your phone. You hold it flat. And, boom, the Top Shot moment pops up out of your phone, projects up there in, a, like, a little, like, 10-inch thing that you can view 360. And, by the way, you're only one of 500 people that can do that exact moment that pops up off their phone in that hologram form. Like, that to me is something that's, like, that is that's cool. Now we have something we can do with it. Um, and again, there's a bunch of other stuff that comes out, but to me, that was like kind of thing that stood out where it's like, okay, basketball again, it's growing global. I think I get, that's why they started with it. But like soccer goals, like if you have a sick 25 foot outside the box, just rope into the top 90 strike from Tom Davies. Brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe not Tom Davies, but, uh, but yeah, nice, uh, nice guilty, uh, free kick to set (laughs) on, on in the 64th minute. But, uh, you know, and, and other stuff too. And I just think like we're we're heading in that direction. And again, I don't know if Top Shot's going to be the one, right? We all thought MySpace was going to be the one or Friendster. Then it turned into Facebook, and now they're melting down. But like, again, I think where everything's going, yeah, for how low of a risk this is, it it doesn't it, hurt you to not be a fan of it. Yeah, and and I also I like that it if if you feel like cards are where you want to go from like a collecting standpoint, like. I don't think cards are ever going away. Like certainly we might get to like a overheated bubble moment where like, like yeah, nobody's going to want your second or third year DJ Metcalf, you know, base card for $5. Like that's probably fine. Nobody wants it's, but they're not, they're not ever going away. I think there's going to be a space for collectors and that kind of space. And, and I think these two worlds can live harmoniously and you can be for in sure. both. And for sure. Uh, I, I think we're going to talk to a Ryan Wood tomorrow. who's going to have like a LeBron, a Giannis and another Jared Culver moment. And he's going to be all in on top shot. But that's just my early prediction here. I, I'm already all in on top shot. I'm all <laughs> in on any, any sort of like NFT based digital collectible. I, if you tell me it's like, Hey, have you heard about this NFT? Would you want to get in? Like, yeah, how much yep, and where do yep, I sign up? Yep. Like, don't care. Like, you don't have to explain it to me. I will figure out the rules. Um, 
but later and I'm I'm in. But yeah, so it's a it's it's not a tough sell to me. If 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 any future NFTs want, you know, certain podcasts to be affiliated <laughs> with them from a marketing standpoint. By all you means, can find I'll, us at yeah, Twitter yes. uh, on Twitter. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, yes, at Podcast Flyover uh, on Twitter, and uh, we will for sure sign up and heavily support it. But uh, P, last before, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, la- but yeah, last before we jump into our very quick uh, Twins recap of the last week, um, we've we've mentioned it a bunch before, and we have a meeting set up directly after recording this podcast to figure out what the next steps are, but. Uh, overall, kind of what is your take slash your feeling on our first stab at a, what I would call a like beta version of investing in breaks, but like privately kind of a private fund. And what we did was we bought a hobby box day one of availability, uh, probably paid market value, like, you know, slightly over it, but you know, it, it's, you know, what it's going for. You can't really be mad about that for a 2020 2021 Premier League Prism Hobby Box, where our auto you can buy on eBay right now because the guy <laughs> still has yet to pay and it's going to get relisted here very shortly. Of a Turkish defender that we don't really know plays for Leicester anymore. So, um, well, but yeah, Dave, what, what are your kind of thoughts on that? How that's going so far? Well, first off, let's you know, another big plug for big fan of the Flyover Territory podcast, Gokhan Inler integral part to the Leicester City uh, title run. Uh, no, and this is, I love how you kind of like, we we went for it. We went all in. We bought a product that we love and it was terrible. It was a, not a great box. That being said, what do you, I, I think it's the way to go. Uh, there, there really is like for three dudes that we had buy in on this, we're going to get about 40% of our money back. Uh, we, it's sunk costs. Uh, but I I feel that if we are really upfront with ourselves and being like, that's the way these things go, like that's what happens when you spend, you know, this amount of money on a 2021 Panini Prism product, like you're not guaranteed to get your money back and you should never enter into any of this. And with that being said, it's like, there's entertainment value both in the opening of it that I think we can really like lean into it more heavily and make that more a part of an experience like this. Like we learned, like we could really like amp that up and in person would be just so fun. Like I, I, I love that aspect to this. And at the end of the day too, it's like you and I both spent a third of what we would have, if we bought this on our own, you can't oh, yeah. beat that. You cannot beat that And anything we sell. We're, we're just trying to like get our money back back to an extent so we can roll it over and i hope do it again i just don't know what product we're going to do it for next because man what baseball product would you want to use this for that's we yeah but that that's that's the conversation we'll have later so for me i i love the idea uh i would love to it the one thing that's going to be tricky is is it's it's a very personal experience um if we did this like on a larger standpoint like brought in people we didn't know there would have to be a lot of like Hey, this is the risk associated with this. You're going to get a box that you have a Gokhan fucking Inler autograph. And, and you're, that's going to be worth $5 at most. Your most valuable potential card might be one of the least valuable cards in the entire box because that's the way these things go. And if you're not prepared to take that on, I can't help you. But we need to be direct and communicate that and that's where it's kind of really nice to be able to do this with folks that we know trust uh first and foremost so beta version like we couldn't have picked a better product we couldn't have had a worse box like all things considered outside of a mason greenwood that we sold at the right time in the right place like so we had a terrible box and we still were able to sell some stuff and we're still selling some stuff from it and you know what I, I'm encouraged by that. Yeah. No, I, I think we're in the same spot. Encouraged is exactly, I think, the word I would use to describe the whole situation. Because, yeah, you're not, you know, encouraged is, is, is the right word over, like, optimistic or excited or, what you know, it was, you know, beneficial. It Because, yeah, I think at the end of the day, exactly what you said, we're about 
after we nickel and dime away at some more commons, maybe we get back to half, right? Um, Working again, on that it. was never, <laughs> yeah, right. That was never the point. There is going to be multiple runs at the beta here. Like this wasn't a one and done. And you know, if it works, great. Let's keep doing it. If it doesn't work, okay, we're done. No, it was always a first stab. We got to learn some things. Again, kind of talking again about the eBay stuff earlier. This is kind of where it's at right now. Is this isn't a learn by reading or studying or combing through data of past experiences it's what are you doing in lived experiences and then using that combined with other people's experiences from the data you can see shaping how you make your next move but it doesn't tell you really anything other than hey i think this could happen and then you have to go and test it like you know fifth grade science fair experiment kind of stuff and see if it works and it's just a constant cycle through that and there's gonna be days it works really well and then there's gonna be days where it doesn't work so well but no it was just the yeah it's in the in the days of covid opening that box was that a little anticlimactic probably but again it that wasn't the point and we can all easily see hey when we can do this in a setting where we don't have to do it over zoom and if we need to we can we've proven we can do it that way too yeah um if we can't wait and our dgen takes over and we have to open the packs immediately we can do it (laughs) it in and I, I liken this so many times. What he's, you've heard you've heard me say this, and maybe even mentioned this in the previous pod. It's it's like a scotch club that I belong to, where we all pitch in and do a month a yearly do. I think it's we, we do about a hundred bucks. We have four meetings over the course of a non-COVID pandemic year, where we buy 15, 20 bottles, and each of those meetings, all twenty of us get a one or two drams of a $400 bottle of scotch. Like I, I'm, I'm never going to go out and buy a $400 bottle myself, but this way I get a little bit of a taste. And, and that's, that's what I love about this. And it also gives me that one third, one half, one fourth ownership of that Gokhan Imler card. Now I, 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 again, kind of, as we beta this out, um, I'd, I'd love to bring other folks. I got one person in mind and you know who that is uh, that I think would enjoy this because it would be a hell of a blast to do this in his basement underneath his display cases with his big screen uh, in his wet bar. Um, so Scotty, if you're listening, invite us over so we can buy a box of Topps Chrome black with you this summer. It's uh yeah, exactly. And, and we obviously like you said, perfect proc to start out with opening day Premier yep. League prism, yep. something we've been waiting on for months, you know, if not a full year um, to come out. And so it's exciting, like again, encouraging as we move forward with it all. Um, and, and I think there's a really good opportunity. Again, we're like I said, beta test one run one. Um, but I think there's a really good chance that uh, Twitter feed, or maybe it's its own thing. I don't know. We got to kind of still map some of that stuff mm-hmm. out that, uh, not saying to get people invested in it, because like you said, it, it becomes less personal and it becomes more kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say dehumanizing, but in a way, if we start bringing in, you know, random or, you know, unknown persons into it, which not opposed to, but it just makes it different and we have yeah. to figure that out. But the the one that we do specifically, I think we can have some sort of like journey that people can follow with it. And again, we got to kind of map some of this out where, Hey, you can feel like you're part of it without having to be invested in watch. And then maybe you go and do it and maybe you yeah. find two yeah. friends like, Hey, let's all go 33% in and do this ourselves. And we can show you kind of the blueprint of what we did. And you can see sometimes you get go con Inler and you were really hoping for like a Jackie Grealish and it didn't happen. <laughs> and now what? Um, and you get to see that actually happen and lay out and, and play out in front of you. And also gives you an idea of what hobby boxes, you know, stuff that is, you know, sometimes a full paycheck for some people of, yeah. hey, this is yeah. what the product really looks like. It's not just the hits. It's not just the YouTube guys that are getting paid promotionally to, to, to be able to open that stuff and don't really have to pay for it. Right. Um, you get to see real people having to spend real money on it and yeah. then for, and then watch them over couple weeks, couple days, figure out what do we now do with all these cards that value less to us, but maybe some value out there. Yeah. And I, I think that's what you just like think about this, this like journey and how we package that. I, we can, we can talk a little bit more off pod about how we mm-hmm. want to kind of explain that. Cause that gets into the kind of some of the, the strategies and approaches we have for selling on eBay. And, and again, full disclosure, we're, we're still figuring it out. eBay has been the tool that we use. Maybe we check out Twitter. Maybe we check out Facebook in terms of trying to move product in different ways. So 
I think there's some things that we could bring folks along and, and are open to answering any questions or explaining where we're at um, with, with this kind of approach that we've had. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll figure it out as we go. And, and we're, we're, we're new at this too. And in and, and this specific part of the hobby. And I think that's something that should be highlighted as well. And, but, we're, uh, before... and we're actively taking suggestions about how we should take <laughs> our 40% investment uh, yes, return. Yes. Uh, and that's point four zero, not 1.40 uh, return on investment for 2021 Premier League Prism. And what products should we go to next? Top Series 1 Hobby Boxes, here we come. We're looking for those uh, <laughs> autographs of Kansas City Royals left fielders not named Alex Gordon. <laughs> Man, just, just like we've mentioned a plethora of times off pod, just tough aisles to get on that thing. Real tough. tough. Some cool. There's some cool stuff I've seen too, but a lot, a lot of Gokhan inlers in that, yeah. in that, in that it, series. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, again, I think it's worth the risk. Again, we both feel like the same way. Sometimes it's just more about how do you get, get the funds it, to be able to do it. It funds, but also then I, you know, this has been a kind of a part of this whole entire podcast thus far as we, we, we had promised and set out to do like what, 30 minutes on this. And here we are approaching well <laughs> over an hour. It's the community, yeah. community yeah. aspect of this. It's something fun to do with, either folks know or maybe expand it out. Um, so that I just reiterating community, this is all part of that. And we're, we're part of this hobby quote unquote community. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Again, these are, let's do some positive with that. Uh, on that final positive note, Woody, we needed to just do our mandatory contractually obligated twins update right with the last couple yes. seconds of the podcast correct and, and we're thinking positive question mark hey my 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 point i was gonna make was since our last pod came out i believe we have yet to lose a, a spring training game um i think we've just been on a tear i might be wrong on that but every every single time i check for whatever reason we only play eight innings every time but yeah uh, i believe <laughs> which you know eh I play the whole nine. I don't really get what we're doing here. Um, but uh, I think we are on like a six-game winning streak, whatever that means in spring training. Uh, again, 19, maybe 18 days out roughly from uh, opening day at Milwaukee. That 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 110 that central fateful, local time start. Fateful day. I, uh, the, while we are winning spring training games, we're winning them one fucking nothing as the scoreline showed today. And I think a lot of starters played. So I'm like, wait a second. Shouldn't we be putting up a couple more crooked numbers? I did. My one positive, Woody, is Alex Kirloff. If you go back on the Twins website, crushed a homer. Dead center. Just mashed it. Like another 20 feet over. And it was just like, oh, okay. Immediate eBay search. Alex Kirloff, Bowman Chrome, first Bowman. (laughs) Which and and selling one, my I sold a Michael Chavis, twenty twenty that uh, cracked auto autograph that I had for like seventeen bucks to a guy, and I was eBay, I was messaging him on eBay, and I was kind of like saying like, he's like, yeah, I I can do seventeen, but I'm not doing twenty five like you'd ask because Chavis has really fallen off, and I was like, yeah, that's I as a Twins fan, I kind of take perverse pleasure in the fact that the Red Sox have not filled off, and he's like. If you're a Twins fan, hit me up. I got a lot of bucks in. I even got like a Kirloff autograph if you're interested. And I obviously followed up with him. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, that's that's the community right there. Connected. Exactly. Exactly. No, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed that the uh, Kirloff auto works out in your favor. And we can uh, have something better to talk about than our Royce Lewis uh, PSA collection that we've got going on. But who is that? Did you get a refractor too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I did yeah, not that's... get a refractor. No, you were no, no, the no. one okay. who got the refractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I have a couple of them and uh <laughs> by collection it's... we need multiple Royce Lewis. Yeah, Come yeah, on, twenty twenty two. Let's play, yeah, let again. them play. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it. Let them Sorry. play, if anything, for just just for Royce Lewis's value for me personally. That's the only reason I want to season next year is just so Royce Lewis can get get some playing time at shortstop but i think it's a good a good spot to uh 
to kind of end for this week and transition. And again, like I said, hopefully we can balance out the cards and the baseball talk a little bit more um, moving forward. And as we kind of gear up towards opening day in Milwaukee, and then one week later in Minneapolis, I almost said St. Paul, but nope, that's the Saints. Um, but the that you have to wait a little further. That yeah, yeah, that's like another month out. But um, yeah, I think again, like I said, we got a couple more weeks here. Kind of iron some stuff out a little bit. I like as I look at the the, uh, the stats on the Twins website that we have currently six players batting above or at three seventy five or above, um, and only one, two, three of those players have less than ten at bats. So hey. Um, and we got some good names up there too, uh, and then some names that are kind of uh, alarming that are are not there. But uh, <laughs> where are <laughs> but yeah, you, Josh? I think, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, in the meantime, we'll be back again, maybe with some. Uh, hopefully, at that point, less one nothing wins in eight innings, and some more kind of innings to be able to go off, and more at bats to kind of start looking at who's going to be making this opening day roster um, and whether or not Keon Broxton is going to be uh, <laughs> starting any games for us in center field when the inevitable Byron Buxton crashes into a wall and what has to go Rick down Cales? for a little bit. What about Rick Canales? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, uh, in the meantime, we'll catch you next time. Uh, for Dave, uh, uh, this has been Woody. This has been Flyover Territory Podcast. Uh, peace. Peace. Mm-hmm.